1: Imagine how cool the European flags could be. They, they were had symbols. Yeah. Yeah, The yeah,
2: Nazis ruined that, didn't they?
3: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And this episode is Lesotho.
1: And I actually found out <laughs> how it's pronounced Lesotho.
2: <laughs> yeah, baited you. Ah <laughs> <How> you don't <learned? laughs> I've I've been consistently spelling it wrong on search like because like on every time I've I've gone to Google the it's always L L E S T H O U O T O and it's like toto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just seeing uh, the screen now. This is now the second time in I think a month that I wear green and now I just look grey.
2: Oh yeah, it does it does sort of wash out a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it At least I'm
1: like you know, transparent and non-existent.
2: <laughs> well, I'd rather see a mountain range behind, like through you, than, than, than to, yeah, than, than, than grey.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what what that picture is actually?
3: That is a waterfall.
1: Specifically,
3: a big one. The Malitsunyane Falls. Okay, and and what does that? What does that do? and mean, uh,
1: So the waterfalls. Okay. What's yeah, I don't what, know what the yeah, name means. What's, is, what's, but I, what's, but what's uh, special about it? I am pretty sure it's like the biggest waterfall there.
3: It's one, well, I think it's one of the biggest in Africa. It's um, not as
1: famous as the Ni- Niagara. No, those are Niagara. Niagara in yeah, or is in America. Was it Victoria Canada Falls? Is. Victoria, uh, Victoria Falls. Yeah. Um
2: I I'm I'm going to I'm going to just overtake the conversation here as as, I, as I do. Um with definitions, exclaves, enclaves.
3: enclaves,
2: let's, let's, let's educate. Yeah. Um,
1: why is it so, is that is it obviously in the chat you said earlier, do you guys know what an enclave is?
2: Yeah. I think the
3: enclave is quite, quite obvious, but when I looked into it, there's like partial enclaves, partial ex
2: like, so it went really, like, there's like second order enclaves yeah. as well, all, all manner what? of nonsense.
1: So, so what I know, I, th- I thought an enclave would just be like a part of something that is, Within mm. something else, an exclave is a part of something that is within something else. If that makes sense, like for yeah. example, in Kyrgyzstan, they've got plenty of bits of Kyrgyzstan that are inside of Tajikistan.
2: Yes, but if it's wholly inside Tajikistan, it's an it's an enclave. If it's an if 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 your if the bit of your country is wholly located, completely, in an, in another country, singular another country, it's an enclave like Lesotho like Lesotho. Well. The is a bit of an odd one because it's, an, it's, an on, it's called an enclaved country. Right. Um,
3: okay, what's the difference? Because I know there's, that there's only three, there's three true enclaves, right?
2: Three, three true enclaved countries. Right. Okay. So are, the con- there, the country are there not two
1: of them in South Africa as well? No. No. no, no, no. Two in Swaziland, the Italian uh? peninsula. I in Italy, yeah. Oh, yeah, Vatican. Yeah. But what about Swaziland?
2: Uh, Eswatini, as it's now called. Oh, Eswatini. Is that an enclave? Uh, no, it's just landlocked. Oh, okay.
3: Because
2: Did... it borders um huh. Moza- I thought it, Mozambique maybe. I thought it was Angola,
1: inside yeah. South Africa. I
2: don't yeah. think it's completely inside inside um So what was your definition you wanted to Oh that was it? That's what Enclave is. Right. Um, so
3: the the other two is San Marino and the Vatican, right? Yeah. So this Lesotho is the only one outside of the Italian peninsula that
2: uh, and There's it's an the enclave. the biggest in the world because it's like, it's like the same same size as about the same size as Belgium, bigger than Armenia. Oh, Ed, Ed looks <laughs> so it's comparative. Just, it's to... just
1: smaller. It's just a bit smaller than Belgium and bigger than uh, North Macedonia.
3: And did we watch the same video? How much bigger an is article, it than so
2: Luxembourg? Oh,
1: well, I don't know how much bigger Belgium is compared to Luxembourg, but it's quite a bit bigger. Wow, at okay. least like ten times, I would say. Wow! If normal,
2: what like two, two and a bit million? So like the same
1: population was. It's massive though.
2: What? Two million
3: for a small country. Yeah, it's all like pop. Is it the West? Like it's all really densely populated there. I
1: think it's <laughs> like, oh, like right. the rest
2: Eight. of it's like high, high mountain jungle yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It is.
1: Uh, l- let me just read my note because otherwise I'm not going to phrase it correctly. It is the. It's got the highest lowest point of any country. Yeah, at fourteen hundred meters, and it's the only country that has the highest lowest point at, at about a, above, thousand. Above a thousand meters. And I was like, "What? Nepal, surely?" And then I looked at Nepal, and it's sixty meters in Nepal. So this is a what? really low point in Nepal.
2: At the start, the foot of the, literally at the foot of the mountains. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine so. Yeah, is, is like halfway up the knee of the mountains. Yeah,
3: yeah. it's um, it's crazy varied isn't it like the majority of the country is like highlands well it must be if it's
1: yeah but, that, that, but <laughs> that, that, that
2: means it wouldn't be varied oh yeah oh, yeah. oh it could yeah. be i suppose yeah yeah
3: mm. no, that's true
1: they
2: call it the kingdom in the sky
3: yeah. yeah it's also called africa's refrigerator because it gets to in the winter, it gets to minus nine in regular places, but then in the highlands, it's like minus 18. Oh,
2: that's
1: mega cool. They ski there. They've got
3: one... Uh, ski they ski re- there? They've yeah,
1: they've got they a, got ski, a ski, resort ski resort with like a one kilometer long uh, slope, which is not a lot. But you would struggle if you can't, you know, turn and break like you, uh, you said in the trip. So it,
2: depend- it depends how...
3: Um, you just end up in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll
2: just have to keep going until either the snow ran out or the land ran out. Mm. But hopefully, it wouldn't be there, near that. Oh, I'm going to segue so well now. Oh, my
3: God. It's so good that you that, pointed uh, it out as well. That um, <laughs>
2: yeah, that, uh, that runway. We haven't got a picture of it. Have you no. seen any of Oh, we that, actually right see that, that runway as well. I should have
1: saved that
2: picture. It's, um yes, yeah, off, off, off straight off a cliff.
3: Yeah. I think the drop is like 800 meters or something.
2: Big old drop.
3: And the runway is only 400 meters long.
2: I don't know much about. Planes and taking off, um, which, uh, judging by your faces, comes as a, as a surprise. Um, <laughs> I would have thought if you, it, I'm taking off in my little plane. I reach the end of the runway. I'm not going to take up take off in time. I'm going to fall off the cliff. Presumably, that fall would give me a little bit of lift, and I can just sort of like Ooh, come up. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that I, like I guess I it's so. less
1: dangerous than the opposite, where you've got a cliff in front of you.
2: <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I guess we can, yeah, decide that. But um, I actually have a story. Well, I I work with a South African, so I asked him, first of all... "Will you do what, his accent? No. Oh. <laughs> what do you know about Lesotho? And he was like, what? What do you know about Lesotho? Oh, you mean Lesotho? And I was like, oh, well, first you can see that I know nothing. What do you know about Lesotho? And he was like, oh, I don't really know much apart from... A story that his dad told him um, oh god well Just...
2: he had
1: to <laughs> where he had to um, get out of a plane of like the you know the, the emergency exit in in the capital city's airport was it called Masera? Masara? Masera, yeah, ma- yeah, Masera. So.
3: we're going to be butchering names, names left, left right and left center right, so right. we do that every yeah. week let's not pretend like we don't yeah but, So yeah we had to while the
1: was... I th- no, no, it was on the tarmac. Right. But I, I suppose it, it was some kind of issue. So what, did
2: he just, did he open the door himself? Because this has is, this is quickly turned from a daring escape of from like a potential <laughs> plane crash to the plane wasn't moving and I opened the emergency <laughs> exit. <laughs>
1: I just opened the door. I think that's what it was to be fair. I don't know, but that's the closest uh, connection I have to Lesuti. I know someone who whose dad has been there and had <laughs> a semi-exhilarating experience.
2: Because they've... they've their airport only—they only have one international airport, and it only flies South Africa, <laughs> which, which I think is such a c- fucking cop out.
1: Yeah. Wait, so that means they have other airports that only have internal flights, but it's the size yeah, but of Belgium. It's, but it's mostly
2: yeah. like like airstrips and stuff. I'm pretty sure Johannesburg
1: like 50 minutes away by plane. Yeah, pops. 50 or 15. 50. Oh. Five zero.
2: It's only like 400k from Pretoria.
1: It's really close to Durban, I think, as well. Right on the coast.
2: We're just naming oh, yeah. South African cities. There you even though, even though Newcastle. There's only there's only one. Lesotho. Les- Les- What's the adjective I mean, for Lesotho? Lesothian. Les-
3: Lesothian. Oh, there's Les- a name for them.
2: I can't the, remember. The people. Yeah. Basutu. Basutu.
3: That's yeah. it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think Masutu means something. I can't remember what though. Budget. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> just
1: when we we kind of talking about like landlocked and stuff so I just wanted to say another thing. Um, Africa has more landlocked countries than any other continent. 16 out of 45 landlocked countries are in Africa. What
2: about yeah. as a, as, a, as a proportion? Is that is that total number or, of landlocked countries There's or, or the tot- number of landlocked countries as a, as a proportion of total countries on the continent? So no, in, like, there's
1: like 16 landlocked 16... countries in Africa
3: and there's 45 in the world. And there's 54 countries in Africa, I think. I can't do that, man. No, there's
1: 54. Co- there's only nine countries you, that if have If you take like coastline. Mauritius
3: and Madagascar and. Right, well, if you take off, of them out, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, there's only nine countries on mainland Africa that border that are coastal. No, that's nah, nonsense. Surely not. Yeah. So there's someone th- here is trying shit. It's no, possible. No, it's mean... no,
2: no. So there's 40, 45 landlocked 54 countries. Fifty four countries in Africa. But f- across no, the... sixteen landlocked oh, countries. Oh god, I can yes. stop saying numbers. <laughs>
1: okay, so sixteen landlocked countries in Africa out of forty-five Worldwide. in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sorry, I got confused. But sixteen out of the fifty-four countries in Africa are landlocked.
2: What about the other forty-five?
3: Well then they're not landlocked. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, they are landmarks, <laughs> but the they're somewhere else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did uh, looking into understood some Lesotho in comparison to the rest of Africa. So, it's called the Ibrahim Index of African Governance, which is kind of like this assessment of their quality of life, quality of government, the way they look after their people, etc. Just in Africa. Just in Africa, yeah. Um, so, out of a hundred, they've got. Fifty-two point three out of a hundred, overall, like governance. And what does that okay.
1: compared to other countries? So it's
3: twentieth out of fifty-four.
2: That's all right, mid-table.
3: Um, so South Africa is sixth with sixty-four. I thought that would have been at the top, but Mauritius is first with seventy-seven point two out of a hundred. Right. Who's bottom? I uh, don't
2: know. Is it not the that was the didn't one we, I didn't write down. Didn't we say
1: Madagascar was the poorest country?
2: Yeah, but that's that's it that's, could be them though. That's like roads. overall, isn't it? No, 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 not overall. That's that's not like that. That that's just a poverty index, whereas this is like a holistic Everything, like a holistic yeah. thing. Which
1: reminds me, in the Madagascar episode, we were talking about roads, and um Lesotho has one of the lowest, uh, the smallest networks in the world, that uh, with only six thousand kilometers of roads. As a comparison, Luxembourg at three, has 3,000, and it's much, much smaller. Mm.
3: There's a bunch of projects that have kind of been going over the last 20, 30 years. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like this hydro dam project, but loads and loads of those roads have only recently been put in for the infrastructure oh, okay. of putting that, that project together.
1: Do you know if China's involved? Because it's actually quite
3: interesting. I wouldn't in, be surprised
1: because in oh, Lesotho, care,
2: care, careful, Ed. We've we, we've destroyed enough of our potential global audience. I don't Chinese, Chinese. Chinese. You do over
3: a billion
1: cut out. <laughs> but Lesotho, you ha, I think it was, start of the twenty first century. They distanced themselves from China and recognised Taiwan as an independent country. Bold. but then they retracted and did and and said, oh well, actually no. Taiwan's not a country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> China's cool. Come on. Here. So important. I suppose China is part of that investment like possibly they And that's why they said well no Taiwan's not a country anymore.
3: It's obviously like a huge partnership with South Africa as well. Like yeah. one of their main exports to South Africa is water.
2: Yeah, and they're the world's only water exporter. I like really? how that, I like how that works. I am
1: sure Fiji is pretty good <laughs> at exporting water. And
3: Evian.
2: <laughs> well, what well, Evian the is the flight, isn't it?
3: But obviously, they have the water there, surely.
1: I don't know. Okay, cool. To be fair, France does probably... Why are we talking about water exports? We've got so much... It's such a beautiful country. There's plenty of things, really things to talk
3: pretty... about. Yeah, no, no, it, it talks about the, the hydro dam and how oh, yeah. that was going to lead on to... They are pretty much... I'm not. It's not 100% self-sufficient with electricity. Because of It must that. be
1: Damn. quite unique in Africa, and in the world in general. Yeah, they've
2: got the lowest uh, per capita carbon production of any country in the world. Really? Admittedly very poor, so it's, it's yeah. like a mix of like yeah. less developed, so less carbon. But yeah, nice and green.
3: That's great. I, I don't know many others. I know Iceland is, a, is 100% self-sufficient and renewable. <laughs> So other, Costa Rica country. as well I think is one
2: of them. They're not pretty close, Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article today uh, about some American company wants to drill a hole 20 kilometers into the crust and harness like the heat. harness like geothermal energy straight from the core, which I know it sounds like the plot of the film, the core, which is not a good film. Um,
3: and Austin Powers, the second one.
2: Oh God! Yeah, this is
3: drilling to Do get it. covered in liquid hot
2: magma. <laughs> yeah, um, because geothermal is most geothermal is based on like around fault lines. Mm. Whereas if you just drilled like in the middle of the con- in the middle of a, um, a tectonic plate straight into the core, you're not as you know as much like risk from earthquakes or like subduction or things like that. Mm. So it's just constant clean electricity, but. You gotta drill a fucking twenty K deep hole, which is thus far impossible. Work yeah. that work that one out, Luxembourg. Stop stop <laughs> no, stop stop, 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 stop the made, moon. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But that's, that's not
1: in Lesotho, is it? No. no okay, this okay. is this is un- Because this if is you're starting Lesotho, like you're starting the worst possible country because you're already so high up. Yeah, you're
2: starting at a disadvantage. You could start yeah. in the ironically, and you'll be closer. Yeah um yeah
3: by almost a thousand meters
2: uh i'm, I'm i want to get cut straight to the chase and uh do our initial initial our first ever Ooh. version of the uh sponsored by the alpha guest house bristol's <laughs> premium uh, guest house accommodation it's not please sponsor us someone um i'm not sure what we're going to call this segment we talked about it but we haven't got a name for it
3: the alpha guest house of the of the world
2: much much like cities which can be twinned the alpha guest house has twins all around the world
3: alpha twins
2: alpha twins alpha twins twin twin alphas so if you'd if you'd indulge me head. this is uh it looks it looks it looks all right from the... that
1: picture actually reminds me of the in-betweeners hotel
2: oh it does just well i haven't seen the in-betweeners film um Looks like a nice hotel. It's got balconies. Um, this is a hotel called Victoria. Um, there's so many reviews I wanted to read to you, but this one is. Uh, what
3: was it? Oh, yeah, you didn't really describe what this segment is. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, so
1: go if on. you've been following the a uh, little podcast here, you know that we talk about the Alpha Guesthouse a lot, which is the worst guesthouse. Uh, in the UK, according to TripAdvisor, it's like
3: 0.5 stars. Yeah, it's
1: or horrible, one star. and we actually drive past it quite. I mean, you live yeah, right yeah, so across it. the road from me, basically.
3: Uh, and it's horrible. It looks a bit like a brothel. I would say it does. Uh, the rooms. I've I've stayed there twice, um, and I think I'm trying to get these guys to come in, and we'll do um, we'll do a live episode or record from inside Alpha house. There's a but lot but of dodgy
1: dodgy people. Yeah. Dodgy substances.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awful.
1: So, yeah, we are just looking for, like, every country we go to, we're looking at the worst-rated hotel or guest house and uh, reading the best reviews.
2: One, like, for example, the title of this one, Keep Calm and Survive, colon, (laughs) Countdown (laughs) Countdown to Checkout Day. This one's just called Business. (laughs) (laughs) One star. star. Uh, This is... uh, this is from someone who's this is a Lesoutian L- 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 local apparently. Um she wrote this review in twenty eighteen. Uh the location is perfect. Good start. Staff the st- and the staff is very friendly and the food is good as well. I've I've heard that conflicting in other. So you know,
1: where does this go? How what can possibly well, happen I think, for this to be one star? How Tom's easing it in. How let, let's just let's just speculate it. A rats in the in the bedroom. My my I'm gonna say like
3: Blood stains. Blood, somewhere. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Blood stains, maybe like sticky sheets. Used needles. Hmm. I don't know why there'd be used needles. I don't think heroin is is particularly rife. It's, it's in... not.
2: It's just. <laughs> it's. it's there, there, I did see one about there being prostitutes nearby, which oh. you know, which could either be a selling point or a, or detractor. <laughs> yeah. Depends depends on your persuasion. Strictly
3: um, business. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, however, if you're sensitive in particular like me, don't ever come here. It's so filthy. The carpets are stained with dirt, with terrible smell from the bathrooms. The furniture is so old and your waist gets sore. I'm not (laughs) sure what that means. Um, (laughs) Let alone the tablecloths in the dining hall. That's where you're supposed to be eating, but it's so dirty. My whole body felt itchy. (laughs) This place needs serious renovation and cleanliness. Don't let the reception area fool you. I'm so disappointed it's even called a hotel. You literally use your hands to open the elevators, and <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a type. There's a typo here. It says they have me dirty towels, but I think they gave me dirty towels. Um, so yeah.
1: So no blood stains, no rats. uh Let down. The food was good though, so yeah, maybe you can just go to eat and not sleep there.
2: Yeah.
3: Except the tablecloth, so you're eating uh, your delicious food off a pile of shit,
0: basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's, here's, here's the other one. Worst stay ever. Four exclamation marks. Service is poor for management. Hotel is stinking and dirty. Aircon's not working. Almost no water in bathrooms. Rooms are stinking. Food is horrible.
1: No water for Lesotho. It's uh, ironic. ironic. They do have droughts
3: though. They do? Yeah,
2: do they? Yeah, yeah.
3: Quite regularly
2: maybe there's maybe chucking them. it all away and trying to make money from it maybe this these people were there in the dry season and just missed that so yeah. that's that's the Victoria Hotel um, it's in the capital Uh whose name I'm not going to say again because I can't Um <laughs> yeah
1: perfect can't wait for next week the, the Alpha Guest House of Lusuti
2: Alpha Guest House around the world
1: that's a good one actually. there we yeah, go
2: yeah.
1: Um, so TripAdvisor we're looking for a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> yeah let us review the worst hotels on your website. <laughs>
2: well, also, put this out to any, any listeners of the uh, Rooting Around podcast. If you, if you have stayed in a, in a hotel or a hostel and hearing those reviews has triggered something dark, some dark memory you tried to hide, send us a voice message. Um, or a normal message we can Or read. a normal message. Um, and uh, we'll either read or play it out on the, on the podcast.
3: Yeah, we're getting a serious amount of bits in, uh, in the podcast now.
2: Yeah, we want to. We want. We want to hear your stories.
3: Uh, so this story is uh, from a chap that I know from back home in Newport. Uh, I'm just going to call him Ryan. I'm not sure if he wants his full name let out there. So the title he gave it is uh, Cleopatra Massage, and I've not read this yet. So we'll see how it goes. So. We went to Egypt, Sharm el-Sheikh, had a lovely hotel there. I have about three or four stories from this place, um, so I'll send more later. And we were relaxing by the pool and this guy comes around to ask uh, to thread my girlfriend's eyebrows and then offers these massage packages. It was like £20 for a full body. I don't want anyone massaging my ass, I say, and Rachel replies, they don't massage your ass." <laughs> so we t- agreed to go for this massage, the Cleopatra. We get there and they gave us a Turkish massage first. Led us down on these massive marble tables next to each other. So we are led side by side. They pour these silk bubbles over us and it's super relaxing. And then I hear a noise like a yelp. Open my eyes and Rachel (laughs) is (laughs) gone. Then she's back again. And it takes me a minute to realize they are sliding her up and down on this table by our ankles. And then they do the same to me. So afterwards we're pissing ourselves and have a steam room sauna and then have a laugh about it. Then they take us into this salt wrap room. They cover us in rock salt. And wrap us in hot, and wrap us in hot towels, and leave us for an hour. <laughs> well, <laughs> then we have a jacuzzi, and get all the salt off, and then we get taken to the massage room. Again, tables next to each other. This guy does my feet, lower legs, and then gets really deep into my hamstrings. I have a lot of tension there, so it's dead good. <laughs> then there's a slight brush of my balls. Pul- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> then there's a slight brush of my balls with his fingers as he does that I just shake it off then he stops now my head is looking down through the hole in the table so if there was a GoPro under there you would see every facial expression possible I hear two thuds either side of my head it was his knees <laughs> and then I feel <laughs> and then I feel the warm of his balls on the back of my neck as he sits down on my head forces my shorts down and they were done up tight. he says in brackets <laughs> and as I was told this never happens, he massages my ass. <laughs> they even stood over my shoulder while leaving to see uh while leaving to see if I rated them five out of five on leaving the reception, which I awkwardly did. I can't deny it was a great massage though. The Cleopatra massage. That's fantastic.
1: That's excellent. Did, did he say how much you paid for it? Uh twenty pounds. That's what I, I thought,
2: think. Twenty pounds. That's all right, it's good that, value. That's pretty good. Sounds like about a four-hour process. Yeah, yeah. They,
3: they like wrap you like a potato. Twenty pound and some balls on your
2: neck. I I wouldn't mind. I I I take that. I think. Um, how did he feel the balls on his neck, though? Like, think... was it through the shorts, or was he was he? Making... I would imagine he was wearing shorts. And um, he just sort of and and they're that either they're that short, the shorts, or his balls are that long.
3: Oh, I th- what the thud on either side of his head was his balls? No, it's oh,
2: knees. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I uh, thought he just felt like. The tickling of a scrotum on the back of his neck. Yeah. That
1: That's a good story though.
3: I've never had a, you've had a couple's
1: uh, massage. Stories. Never an
2: arse massage.
3: Uh Tom and I had a couple's massage in Morocco.
2: I mean, we did, yeah, didn't we?
3: Your elbow peeled Oh, God. Off. Um so we we worked an event in Morocco. Um this is in Africa, so it, it's fine. Um <laughs> so we went for a massage at the end of this event, uh, and there was four of us. And I was the only person who had had a um, ha, uh, hammam? hammam massage where they like cover you in the salt and they scrub you and things like that. And I was like, oh, it's the most relaxing thing ever. You sit in a sauna and everyone I'd had, you sit in your own room and you chill out in there. But they stuck all four of us in this tiny room and we were wearing those little tiny paper pants. Yeah. And all four of us were just kind of, we kind of just had to stand there, uh, sit there and watch each person gets scrubbed by some really like strong
2: muscly Moroccan bird <laughs> yeah.
3: and she was scrubbing us down hard but then afterwards we had a nice couples massage um and then one of <laughs> the other two so it's Nick and Carlos um Nick came out he was like guys was that massage a bit erotic for you um and went, no not really he was like yeah she started touching my lips and stuff and then he walked away and Carlos was like it was me <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, the bit the bit Kev mentioned just before the st- Well, it was almost like in in that steam initial steam room. It was ma- imagine being in the back of like a Land Rover, like a Defender. And you only have like bench seats facing each other, yeah. and there's like a small gap in the middle, probably enough to, if you just to stand up and so not hit someone's knees. That's that's the gap. So there's like four of us facing each other, and we'd take it in turns. One would stand up and get scrubbed. The other one would stand in like the middle of the room like showering off and you would just be there like well i either look at someone there i look i watch someone get scrubbed Or i watch someone wash themselves (laughs) it was just so bizarre um and i had a really big scar on my arm probably like i don't know probably wasn't that big in time i'm just going to exaggerate it was was, was like i lost quite a lot i had like a a motorbike crash because i was testing motorbikes when drunk which is always a bad idea um and uh um it was healing up nicely and could have this nice sort of slightly oily massage and My arm sticks to the uh the towel on the massage thing mm. and as as she pulled the towel off at the end of the massage, <gasps> took the entire scab off and and she winced <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you bitch! Um, did you wince?" Yeah." Ooh. But luckily, I'd actually, I'd actually got involved in a road accident before, like immediately Prior. before we got there. So I needed to I needed to de-stress. Um, yeah. Yeah,
3: that, that, was, was that was good. Good massage. Back to Lesotho. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you for the story, Ryan. That was, that very was pure that was gold. Outstanding. Um, yeah, excellent work.
2: What have we got here, then?
1: I What's the know, all about? A, that, I'm pretty sure that's the capital.
2: It's quite small, isn't it? The capital. How many people live there? I mean, not there? the whole capital. I, I don't know, <laughs> I went on um kids geography facts for most of my the facts because it's just easy, and on, digestible. Seven hundred thousand people live in the in the capital Maseru
1: that's quite big, that's almost half of the population
2: two point one million a third oh. um Sorry. Its motto is is peace, <laughs> rain, and prosperity Oh yeah. Nice. It's a constitutional monarchy, like the UK. Mm. Um,
1: it's a, yeah, it's a kingdom of Lesotho. And it sounds really cool. I find
2: it it's uh, its currency is the lotti, which is just pegged to the rand because it's probably just easier. Makes sense. Same, same. I different. thought they
1: actually had the rand, but I guess they've got their own version. Is like, is it like the Scottish pound? Where you can have it's basically the same thing, but It's legal tender.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know. It's, I guess it's like. It's know, probably are the, more independent. What other currencies pegged? the currencies? I don't oh, know. I, don't I
1: just know. know of, like, countries in Europe that are not part of the EU that have the euro.
2: Well, like, like Montenegro and, yeah. like, Andorra and stuff. Um, I think there are some countries that, like, peg their currency to certain things, like...
1: So does it doesn't mean it has the same value, but it's its own thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just... It's just... Yeah. Numbers are exactly the same. I'm going
1: to quiz you on this but well, I'm aware you might not know everything. But can you just I go? To... That's essentially this podcast. <laughs> can yes, you just go into to, to Johannesburg that? and just pay with the uh, currency from Lesotho?
2: No, no, because it's not, can it's you not... go from
1: South Africa to Lesotho? To pay with rand.
2: They're, some places will probably accept rands, but it, it, it basically like the the value of the note is is just Similar, uh, in, the in 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 uh, foreign exchange is just tied to the value of the rand. Okay, um, so. I think maybe um, the national symbol is the Basutu hat
3: mm. is that what's on the
2: on the yeah. flag yeah. cool the little hat thing um, and yeah the
1: the flag actually looks like if you took the the hat away looks like a European flag mm. but they make it nicer by putting something from the country like imagine how cool the European flags could be uh, if, if they were if they still had symbols yeah,
2: yeah Nazis bit. ruined that didn't they <laughs>
3: i mean the branding is what nazi yeah it it, it was great like their outfits they they looked
2: <laughs> that's gonna get that's gonna get what you just snip said that is up, Ed, that's so <laughs> bad just dude. that
3: one in well they wore hugo boss suits didn't yeah they? really yes i don't know yeah yeah that's so they mean. looked sharp but they were mean mean people yeah very very mean people. baddies
2: um yeah
1: you've got something to say about
2: clothing yeah Ooh. this is um this is the Basutu blanket uh it's like the national blanket it's so cool it's very jazzy um and quite warm made a lot mostly made of mohair which i didn't realize is a type of sheep wool is it um no idea sorry, i, I thought it was thing.
3: made out of moles
2: it's not got an l in it
3: <laughs> so no
2: um <laughs> uh yeah this is this worn all across the country, by men uh, and women, um, and anyone in between, um, and anyone differ-
1: who wants to keep warm,
2: basically, yeah, pretty much. You want, yeah, you want to stay warm, get a Basuti blanket. But there's loads of different, like, set, like types of blanket for different occasions. Like the king has a special blanket. Um, the head of a chief and the head of a, a, a chief will have a special blanket. The Pope got given a special blanket. One of one, lucky bastard um uh also a fertility blanket worn Ooh. by young men uh, in preparations for transition to man to, to to manhood wives get given a special blanket after they give birth to their first child
3: oh.
2: um that's super
3: cool they're wicked
2: uh yeah and they were it was used in uh the film black panther avengers a lot some of the people wore wore yeah, um, yeah it made them
3: really popular didn't it yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, so popular in fact that um Louis Vuitton made some. Of
3: course, he did. It's, it's, Slapped some L's and V's all
2: over it. Um, and High uh, And yeah, they featured some designs from uh, with Basutu blankets, and they got um, called out for uh, cultural appropriation.
1: Love it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
2: Well, you love cultural appropriation. Yeah, love. man.
3: No, it's, it's the best thing ever. No, Louis Vuitton getting called out for. Now, been people's blankets,
1: and now i have ordered brands that had to be that one, mm. like it just like you say, L and V everywhere.
2: Tasteful. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Louis Vuitton. No.
1: Um, anyway, if you are, though, listeners, that's fine. <laughs> or if you are, if <laughs> give you you are, us a like. <laughs> if you are
2: Louis Louis Vuitton, I'm, I'm looking to sponsor a podcast that doesn't like you. Louis
3: Cause... Vuitton, the alpha guest house of uh, our I'd fashion. I'd be willing to wear Louis Vuitton
1: clothing if he was like if the brand was personally. Like, come and support us and pay for everything and
2: all that well, you're a sellout Ed uh, I, I really <laughs> oh yeah 100% <laughs> hey. yeah but only if they sell us their um, Basuti blanket collections yeah. so we can all just wear blankets all day um, yeah it's a really cool blanket it's I it almost reminds me a little bit of uh, the the really colourful like backpacks they have in Peru the cloth backpacks oh, in terms yeah. of like bright designs yeah it
1: does It looks very heavy though yeah. yeah. Not that it's a bad thing.
2: But... He looks happy in his little blanket.
1: God, he's smouldering. What a dreamboat. He's feeling it.
2: have have very ste- steely eyes.
0: Mm. Um, Talk
1: about clothing. Um, you're wearing a specific T-shirt today.
2: I am. Yeah, Jurassic Park.
1: Jurassic Park.
2: I feel like I'm getting all my stories out straight off. Um,
1: well, it's just it's like so good. convenient. The segues are very easy.
2: um Dinosaurs, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's about dinosaurs, if you if, if Well, spoiler alert, it's about dinosaurs. Um, I love Jurassic Park. I love all of the Jurassic Park films, even the third one. Um, what about
3: the new reboot?
2: I've seen the trailer for the newest one and I'm not happy. The,
3: uh, the newest one looks sick. To no, me. no,
2: no, no. It's I'm, got um, Sam
3: Neill and Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Cast aside. Cast, fantastic. Can't knock that. What really fucks me off is that there's loads of scenes in the trailer where dinosaurs are running around in the snow and correct me if I'm wrong Kevin and Ed dinosaurs are lizards so cold-blooded So what the fuck they doing in the snow being cold well they shouldn't be able to move get them some blankets true that yeah
3: yeah uh, I I'm, I'm sure haven't... that dinosaurs could have managed in colder temperatures or something
2: yeah but like it's cold no it's snowy cold I don't mm. know
3: I saw a theory recently
1: that the T. Rex, we always picture it with like really small, useless arms. They might have been wings. Mm. Yeah, loads of loads of dinosaurs
3: like they. Um, so
1: basically, useless wings like ostriches, though. Yeah,
3: and penguins. It's quite. It's quite. But funny. raptors had like feathers on their bodies and were actually about half the size of what they say in the film as well, or what they show in the film.
2: Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Digression the um, <laughs> Les- situ uh, has one of the world's most famous dinosaur footprints um, it's uh, it's named Canapptus ambrocholohali. it's 50 se- It's almost 60 centimeters long and 50 centimeters wide. It belonged to a mega giant two-legged carnivorous dinosaurs similar to the T-Rex but it lived over 200 million years ago in Southern Africa. Wow. Uh, I
3: thought it had something to do with the naming of the country as well.
1: Is it not a little Lesotho Saurus I
2: haven't got the name of it.
1: I saw something like that somewhere but
2: But I think what makes this find really significant is that paleontologists didn't believe that carnivorous dinosaurs of that size existed so long ago so it's like completely rewritten understanding of of, of jurassic because that's jurassic era Mm. uh, jurassic era dinosaurs um and yeah that's amazing big old footprint
1: talk about big old footprints um there's actually a national park that is the only unesco world heritage site at the moment in the country they're going to add another one i think in the next year or so uh the sila national park that has a 4000 year old um that has 4000 year old rock paintings
3: 4000 wow. wow i'm
1: pretty sure it's this national park
2: wow 4000 that's insane yeah 4,000 years old? Yeah. It's not that old. Fucking Romans, ancient Egypt was around then. Do you mean 40,000 years old? I don't know. (laughs) Because 2000 2000 BC, which wasn't wasn't that long ago. In fact, I'm fairly sure we were writing. (laughs) I have no idea.
3: Speaking of writing, 82% of the nation (laughs) is uh, literate. It's one, of the, it's
2: one of the hi- highest literacy rates in in Southern Africa, isn't mm. it? Yours.
3: Um So I'm not sure if... Well, y- y- you did the research on that one, whether or not 4,000... Again, years...
1: like every week, it was... <laughs> just a website that had 17 facts about Lesotho. <laughs> and one of them was it has one world heritage site.
2: I uh, Have you seen... Um, have you seen the documentary films of Werner Herzog? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had? I don't think so. He's, he's the German guy who talks about depressed penguins, amongst other things.
3: What you'll say is that the penguins sometimes go insane?
2: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and he walks into the interior of the continent to a certain death. Um,
3: <laughs> he's the guy who did Grizzly Man. Okay, never mind. We'll, he, have, to, we'll have to show you.
2: He, he made a film called Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Maybe you've seen it. Um, no. It's about these French caves in the South of France where they got like similarly old. I'm assuming that it's... 4,000? Yeah, I know. I think they're like they're like <laughs> 30,000 years old. Right. And he, he's the only person to have ever gone in and filmed, filmed them. Um, and it's just incredible. Mm. Like, yeah, super fascinating. Um, so I imagine, you know, from... 30-odd thousand to 4,000, how much the art will have improved. <laughs> probably, they, probably got, they probably understood the perspective by then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where were you going? I was just, saying, there's, there's I just
2: saying another film that's got cave paintings in it. Oh, okay. Um, so. What would you draw? And what would your cave paintings be? And
3: obviously a dick.
2: Obviously, aside from dicks, obviously. Yeah.
3: That's pen to paper. That's the first thing I do normally.
1: Like, nowadays, yeah. every day still.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah still. Oh. I always have to write, uh, you know, if I'm signing my name on something, I just have to do a little dick first. <laughs> it's Followed funny by... because today
1: I drew a dick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a friend of mine
1: posted a story, uh, like, requesting, like, t- tattoo-like ideas. And I just replied with, like, a drawing of a, a dick elephant. Oh, so oh a dick, nice. And then, you know, the, the ears are the, the balls and then the, uh, how do you call it again, trunk? The trunk, yeah, yeah. Is the
2: I I know oh, this I know someone who uh this is before Marvel became big. Um he was uh, an ex a boyfriend of an ex, um, one of my exes, and um he got a tattoo of uh Mjolnir Thor's hammer on the back of his neck done by a reed. I uh, must be done by a mate who bought a tattoo gun and he showed it to everyone. And he was like, It just looks like a dick. Brilliant. Um <laughs> big old it meaty the hammer. Yeah, this is about Well, five, six centimeters long. (laughs) True to scale. Um,
3: God, there are some shit tattoos out there, aren't there?
2: I've got one. The spelling mistake, so I can't. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's for the Patreon. We'll meet and get that. Um, Obviously, if if anyone does want to suggest any tattoos for us, Ed will get them.
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, what's this one? Oh, the diamonds. So. Um, twenty-two percent of Lesotho's exports are diamonds. Quite um, amazing. and it's one of oh, what's it called, the Le, uh, Let Sang diamond mine. Um. Oh,
1: housed... that's on the. That's actually oh, is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. That's what oh, it says cool. on The thing.
3: So the Lesotho Lesotho Promise is a six hundred three carat diamond. Um. It's 121 I, grams um, and it's the largest diamond found this century and the 15th largest diamond ever found.
2: How I remember in fact coming soon, uh, not coming soon. It would have been out already for a few weeks. Um, we talk about diamonds in the India episode, but the, uh, Coin or Diamond. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you know how they compare? Because we, I know we talked a lot about carrot <sighs> size. I mean, oh, none of us knew that. what it meant. I yeah.
1: um, can't remember what it was. 100, no 120 idea. 120
2: grams of Diamond is, I assume, around about... It's quite large. Well, around, oh, just under what, three and a half ounces.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Diamond was sold at auction in 2006 for 12.4 million. And then when it was cut up into smaller pieces and made to look nice uh, they were expecting it to go for 20 to 25 million
1: do you know if it was your ex-landlord that cut them
2: Uh, well you'd hope not (laughs) (laughs) you really hope not poor manny
3: I wonder how much of that
2: money Lesotho saw probably probably very little because no no doubt fucking like De Beers are in the mines up there and yeah it just gets taken out Uh, the diamond
1: industry is not a good industry it's not very clean is it no
2: well, if, if, Leonardo, if Leonardo DiCaprio is going around making films about it, it can't be good. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
3: um, <laughs> That's true. But there is, you know, there there is um, like underage workers getting mm. sent down mines, and maybe not this mine, but um, there are other mines in Lesotho. Uh, but yeah, massive, massive, massive stones.
2: I've, I've actually got a really, really interesting. Not point about diamond mines in, in particular, but like a good like thought point. Um, when I was when I was studying in Nottingham, uh, I one of my lectures was um, on uh, modern slavery. Uh, I did I did like a human rights sociology masters, and um, the guy who took one of the courses was saying that he did his PhD on child labour in West African gold mines, um, and he made a really interesting point, which was like inspired like people people punish or like look to malign the kids who work in mines when because of bad government policies and exploitation by you know like like so like if a government sells off all all the land for agriculture and these multinationals come in and create gigantic like monocultures crops what what choice do you have mm. like you need to go to school you need to eat so unfortunately you you're, you're going to have no to work in choice. a mine yeah. so yeah it's really like bad economic policy that causes, bad governmental economic policy that causes so many of these horrible things to happen. Mm. Um,
1: and also human nature, disgusting human nature, because uh, yeah. you know, they, those but, companies could but, but, just but, be respectful.
2: But speaking of child labour, how old were you when you started working? What was your first job? My oh, first mainland job,
3: Europe. It's always younger. Is it?
1: Yeah. My first job was, I think I was 15. Oh, okay uh maybe potentially 14 i can't remember um and it was i was going around town distributing like flyers to shops for them to like you know you know how shops always have like flyers in and mm. brochures and stuff like that in the front while well, i was going around and distributing those it's like a see. paper round essentially Yeah, but, yeah
2: do you remember any of the flyers or no it
1: was
3: all one specific flyer like form. two weeks I can't remember <laughs> I did really think I stopped to read it one, one of my best mates growing up had a paper round and because we liked you know we'd go and hang out and we'd listen to music and stuff like that so whenever he had his paper round there was one free paper that would just get shoved in people's letter boxes and he was given all of those so rather than just take them to people's houses he just went and dumped like 400 papers next to the river and he did it every week and then his dad found out figured it out went and got them after he dumped them and then when he got home the papers (laughs) were like stacked up next to his front door and he was like shit (laughs) you just know you're in trouble yeah i I didn't have the attention span for a for a job when i was 14 15.
2: what was your first job manor.
3: no i was i actually got sacked from my first job i was working in a place called the bell in in newport and I, um, well, it, it was kind of like a, a mutual sacking, quitting. I was like, well, I'm not coming in. Bam! Slammed the phone down on him.
2: Never, never. What, <laughs> never what was there. the Bell pub?
3: The Bell's a pub restaurant type thing, and I was pot wash. Oh, nice. which is. It's grim. The worst job ever. Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's not the worst job ever. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally talking about Tony, but labor go, go, mines. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah. It, your goes, it goes,
2: uh. Child prostitution, <laughs> child diamond mining, pot washing. <laughs> um, my, my first first ever job, I'm not even sure I told you this, um, was uh, I, <laughs> I worked in a, a designer glasses shop selling people frames when I was 14, 15.
0: What? what? I know,
2: I know. Um, <laughs> I w- I w- it was an opticians in Swansea uh, that only that sold like like Gucci and Chanel frames and stuff. Right. Uh, and I, I I got I got the job because it was you know when you're in year nine in school you have to do work experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I really wanted to go to HMV because I was, so I wanted to, to look at the world film section. Um, and. Uh, they didn't have any spots. So the only place left was to go to an optician's and they gave me a the job off the back of it. So um, oh, it's actually pretty good. It's not bad, start. yeah. So I see I sell people glasses. Fair enough. That's and then, cool. and then I, took the, I took the monumental step down into pot washing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was grim. Yeah, and, I, and I've done child child mining. Not mining children. <laughs> uh, mining as child... No, yeah, it was grim.
3: Great. Yeah. Um... We've never really spoken about who we are on this. I was having a chat with Tom yesterday and what we do. Put a random one on. Like, we've not spoken about rooting around. or uh, Next stop. We've not really Mm. spoken about NERPA. We've not spoken about what we're doing. So I thought we should probably... Explain. Talk about it a little bit. So
1: what is this? I think this is episode 13, so with the pilot 14. Um... That's and, a lot and, of weeks. And with
2: with the Nicaragua one that you accidentally deleted. I was so sad that about that. I didn't gold.
1: accidentally delete it. It just I can't even you remember. You deliberately
2: deleted it. You monster. <laughs> it was such a good episode. It was
3: our first good episode.
1: Yeah, we I, walked out and we were
2: like,
0: Yeah,
3: that was really good. Then get the message about an hour later. The guys I didn't record. No, I
1: oh. I did record. Oh, I remember it was this shit and I recorded. Like is it was this recording, recording and then every, yeah, when you stopped it just didn't. Um, yeah. But yeah,
2: t- tell us all about, about the, the, the big vision for Next Stop Adventures. Well, the big Next vision
1: for Next Stop is to create all sorts of travel-related content um, across all platforms. So, you know, we've got a podcast, but there's also short form content to come mm. on like tiktok and reels and stuff like that
3: yeah your intro video is amazing i re-watched it the other day and Amanda hadn't seen it it's like adventure starts here or something oh yeah, yeah. it's really good man
1: well that the thing is the next off is actually quite old like the idea like came in like 2019 and i was working with someone to make it happen And then obviously 2020 came and, you know, making a a travel thing happen in (laughs) 2020 was not the best year, you know, to start something like that. And that person was actually the money. Uh, And then they were like, well, you know, we're not going to be able to do this anymore. Let's just wait. And we agreed to wait till like 2021. And then 2021 was still pretty dodgy to start something like that. And then they just said, well, well, I've got to focus on other things, which is fair enough. Um, But they let us, this space... So we can oh, use cool. this space, for example.
3: I um, uh, thank you. Which is a really good space. So it is. It's cool. I, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't run out. Well, all, all of know, our good luck. We'll 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 adapt. But we'll need to just record every episode now for Guest House because we need a a decent background.
1: <laughs> we'll 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 figure that. But yeah, it was supposed to be like a lot more in terms of content, mm. and then you know, kind of limit limited to staying in one place in that case you know well you got the Scotland purpose. trip in which I know you said wasn't the yeah, most but eventful the only but... thing. so you know yeah. I didn't want to put it out I'm waiting for more stuff to come in mm. um, from other people as well to be able to put out like more than one thing out when it's ready
2: and what type of things are you looking for just any any type of like travel content or so they, like...
1: there can be anything like next up is more of a production company so it's not just you know me or you know one creator making vlogs or something uh if someone's got a good idea uh, of maybe a travel series can be a cooking show you know we were talking with a, a chef friend of mine to make a oh, cooking yeah. show and then he moved to barcelona um so that didn't happen but like that kind of stuff where, and beans oh, I, I wouldn't be the one cooking <laughs> but you know like any sort of like it you know, can be a chef traveling around europe uh going to try different foods uh for you know 10 part series it can be anything, uh just travel related. It can be like a, a a show about a specific trip. It can be one singular video about a specific trip. So um, the scope's endless then. The scope basically. is endless, but I just need to be able to move, uh, which is not necessarily easy because obviously now I'm kind of on my own doing this. Yeah. Uh and division hasn't really I probably should adapt it if that makes sense. Uh I'm just kind of taking it slow now, but yeah. So this is what next stop is, and hopefully there'll be more than than just us three talking soon. Well, as long well, as as, you, as long as you find.
2: don't start your own rival podcast to us <laughs> and then forget about us when your other podcast becomes massive, and it and it literally is the pork and beans hour with Ed. Okay, <laughs> Eds on toast. Oh, I love oh, Eds on toast. That's, that's
1: a good name, actually. But yeah. yeah.
2: Or oh, or if or if you find if you find someone called Benedict, you call it Ed Ed <laughs> Benedict. God, I hate you. Um.
1: But yeah, so I remember like about two a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I was like, Kevin, do you, do you want to uh, do a podcast about travelling and stuff? And you are like, Oh, me and Tom are actually like thinking of doing this travel thing, which is called NERPA.
3: Segway,
1: nice. nice.
3: Uh, Tom, you're far more bare articulate than than I am, so no, I'll ner-
2: let you. I suppose to put it to put it bluntly, like n- travel is going to be NERPA. Uh, is going to be the future of adventure travel.
3: Yeah. Um, aiming high. Um, global domination is inevitable.
2: Kind global domination. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. Get the kids out of the mine and then <laughs> um, get them on our adventures.
3: Rather than ruling with like an iron fist, we'll be ruling with like
2: little soft mittens. Mitten, mitten fists. Yeah. Um, mole hair fists. <laughs> um, but basically we're, you know, we we me and Kevin worked in the travel industry for, a few years, like quite, a, quite a few years, seen the ups and downs of it. Um, Almost a
1: decade now for you, both of
2: you. Yeah, so probably, at least yeah, for you, like
1: 2013, 14.
3: I mean, I've dipped in and out of wildlife stuff, but yeah, for for the most part, I'd say.
2: And and I guess like yeah, Kev's background is very much like, again, adventure travel, adventure travel, photography, wildlife. Mine is more like charity adventure travel, and like we've seen how people behave. Some not great, some better, and we've seen the impact that some pe- uh, adv- some pl- things have done on the planet. And we care about the environment. We want to make cool travel, um, and we want to make adventures that like support local communities. And that's what we're like working towards: pushing electric vehicles and seeing what they're really capable of. So the more people will take it seriously.
3: Yeah, it's it's trying to. Aid the the growth of electric vehicles and the infrastructure using tourism as a vessel type deal. So install all the infrastructure for the event or the adventure or something like that
2: and just leave it there.
1: And proving that travel is possible uh, in like an electric future. Yeah,
3: yeah, 100%.
2: It's, and we have a very good friend of ours, um, Alexander, uh, who does a lot of work with us like working out the carbon... Um, output of of our event event plans, he tells us that you know in terms of in terms of like getting pe- like in terms of cutting down carbon, it's all about that that next vehicle choice. So you have places like India where you have a, a burgeoning middle class. How how do we push people to choose the EV or the hybrid as their as their like aspirational car, the next vehicle, rather than the dirty old whatever. Um, SUV. and that's what we're going to be proving with yeah. our projects And already obviously
1: straight- I, I'm not sure how much you're allowed to tell but you've told me quite a bit of stuff that sounds really 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 exciting um, stupidly
3: enough the first one we've gone for is on water and neither of us have <laughs> done it it's amazing <laughs> honestly <laughs> when, when you first
1: told me about that one I was just like yeah sounds... we've we've not you like, didn't start with the easy thing no, no, which no, would no, have no, been no, electric no. like cars or motorbikes to do something. segways <laughs> yeah segway tours, yeah
2: um, <laughs> yeah it's like segway e- jungle scooters. tracks uh, no no we've gone we've gone hard
1: we've gone complicated but, but that the, also the... means that for, for whoever ends up doing like that adventure with you there's
2: nothing else nothing else like mm. it
1: i don't think you will talk like it's mental anyway it, it will come i'm sure uh,
3: yeah, look yeah, out, yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah, we're coming. We're coming for you soon. Much <laughs> <Teaser. already. laughs>
2: um,
3: and the name Nerpa, people always ask what the fuck does that mean because it's a stupid name, but it's a seal, uh, which we've spoken about on previous episodes. Uh, in the Finland episode, I think we talked about it.
1: And in, yeah. the, and in the Russia one. It's also it's, yeah, the, it's the, the
2: Russian system. word for seal. I um, thought it
1: was specifically the seal in Lake Baikal.
3: Specifically that seal was it, called it, it, Nerpa. That species is called Nerpa I, I wasn't sure about. Uh, yeah, so oh, okay.
2: the Nerpa seal, in, but seal in Russian is just Nerpa.
3: Okay. Ah. But I, th- I think its Latin name is like Nerpa Nerpa or something something like that. Um, nice. I'll fact check that afterwards.
2: Okay. Ka-ka.
3: <laughs> um But Tom and I worked uh, in that region of Russia where that seal is found, and we both like seals, and uh, it's water-based. So... It ties in really
2: nicely. Well, we've yeah. got... In fact, we, me and Kev had a really, lov- really lovely call um, a few days ago. Um, maybe it wasn't a call. It was a, a WhatsApp exchange, and we were talking about other event, event ideas we've got, and the scope is grandiose.
1: But one of the um, the messages when I first thought of like, creating Next Stop and stuff like that, I, was, I basically wanted to say that going on an adventure is actually fairly easy. just depends how you define an adventure. But for me, an adventure is... it it can be a lot of things but for me it's going from A to B because I love movement Mm. and that's how you get to see Well, even bowel (laughs) I don't depends here not so much in Uzbekistan I guess you know it's part of the adventure but going from A to B because that's how you get to see a place experience a place but you put a little problem or something Mm. it's a bit more difficult than a problem out of uh, your comfort zone out of your comfort zone but it can be as easy as you know like driving to scotland and bring a a beach
3: tent like mm. i did and that was really cold the more the more, the the more you travel i find though that like getting out of the comfort zone gets harder and harder
2: yeah it's true because yeah, the have talked more about
3: this exp- in a thailand episode i think but right
1: yeah i i still think that you know if you want to go on an adventure you always see those like people on instagram and and YouTube and stuff like that. Like sailing across the Atlantic and stuff like that. Which is really cool, but you don't necessarily have to do something like that yeah. to, you know, go out and do something crazy.
2: It's really it's really tricky because a lot of... Obviously, some the stuff that me and Kev are planning, um, it, it's, it's that... It's a bit of a, like a, um, a cut-off. Not a cut-off. Um, it's a hard choice because we, we could design an event that's, like, super hardcore you're really battling and it's just an absolute slog to get through and you'll have a great euphoric experience at the end. But you've got to, put, people have got to want to go on it and at the yeah, same time everyone wants to suffer if you're, constantly. That's what I if you, if you make it if you make it too hard, <laughs> everyone, will it. It too hard <laughs> everyone will complain about it and if you make it too easy it'll be boring mm. so it's yeah, yeah, really yeah, hard to no find sir. that balance especially given like because you could go out and do your own adventure but we're, we're, we're trying to make adventure that people will pay us money to take yeah. part in yeah. it's a it's, so it's a a little one. weird little balancing act there's
1: uh obviously like we know uh, through because of one specific event and obviously you have to pay for that event and i was doing it with two friends and one of them said who didn't know the event before me I, i'd known uh, about it for years and he was like well why, why are we paying for this we could just do it without them mm. and then we did it with you and we're like well there's yeah, this whole sense. like
2: community, community yeah. the environment
1: the energy environment, yeah
3: yeah energy around it that makes it so much better it's it's a tough thing to to put into words and because you'd get someone come up to you and be like what the fuck are we getting for our money and be like uh, uh, uh.
1: you don't you if won't go until it, the end you know, yeah yeah
3: yeah it's, it's it's almost just a feeling thing
2: yeah like, and, and also it's like well, and do you know how difficult it is to organize logistical travel for 500 plus vehicles back from the russian federation to the eu you, Fucking moron! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can imagine that's a nightmare. Like, do you know how
2: much admin goes into this fucking event? Bonkers. And you
1: couldn't. There's things you literally couldn't do if you don't go via, you know, uh, a, a company that organises adventures. Mm. And yeah, puzzles. impossible. Like some visas are just impossible to get, uh, or really, really hard to get. Yeah, them. and
2: some permissions, like where, where we got where we got the finish line built, even though we got kicked off after the <laughs> politics shit. um Good luck. Good yeah, luck good just luck rocking get, up on a main square and, and in a Russian a city. Photos and photos flares uh, and shit. <laughs> and erecting a gigantic stage on, like, their most prized bit of real estate.
3: Flying <laughs> a massive drone over an FSB office.
2: Yeah, well, wasn't good. They? FSB office was right opposite, well. And you flew a drone there? Did well, you well, we, we or, No, we, we didn't. No, that, no, we, no way. We don't, oh, we don't oh I
1: that. see someone did, and you had to go apologise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, we just had to tell the person flying the drone of what You
1: do realize this is a pretty important building here.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, I'm excited by you.
2: More teasers to come. Slippery, slippery teasers.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that's us, everyone. Um slash. Who are we?
2: Yeah, I feel. Uh, well, to be fair, I
1: I
3: hadn't even thought of it, but it's pretty good that you brought it up. Mm. I think. Um, I don't know how what what we're looking at. Um, we're looking. I'm are, pretty tight Good to it. to wrap, I think. But um have we got any whistle stop fun facts before we go?
2: Lesotho is a twin country. You heard of twins you've heard of twin a cities? It it didn't exist and only only one such example exists.
1: Can we guess which one it is? Yeah. Lesotho and Okay, let's guess the content first. Is it uh Middle Eastern country? No. Oh.
3: I know what it is, so I'll oh, let, you, you, know what I'll it let is. you keep guessing, yeah.
1: Oh, you had a little chat in the car then?
3: No, no, I I, saw oh, it as well, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, is it European then?
2: No, uh, yes. And yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is it the UK? They're part of the Commonwealth, no? Okay.
2: Let's, let's drill down on that, Ed. It's Wales. It is Wales. Wales. Bang.
3: Nope. Dinosaur.
2: Nope. It's the first one. Wales. <laughs> That's not Wales. That's definitely <laughs> As not Wales. You can see from the background the lush, the lush green <laughs> valleys of South Wales. <laughs> Made in Wales. Um, yeah, Wales and Lesotho are, are twin nations, um, and I think they've been going for about 30, 32 years. They've been twin nations. It's for. So weird. It's so bizarre um i don't really know why <laughs> oh i was i was literally uh, about to say but you're gonna tell us why well no there's 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 a really there's an organization called uh dolan Cymru, uh or dolan the sutu Cymru is welsh for wales and yeah. um
1: and araf is welsh for
2: slow it's uh arav because fs, oh, f's of e's it makes araf. sense sorry um obvious uh <laughs> two two f's are f uh Welsh with Tom. That's all I know. Um, and basically, it's like a it's like a cultural exchange between Wales and the Suti. So, cultural, educational, and support exchange. So, to give so a we'll a give them context. some funny
3: hats, some daffodils, some Welsh cakes, oh, Welsh and a spoon. So I think those are, love
2: spoons. There's there's school exchanges that go on, uh, as well as some like agricultural exchanges. Um, we're trying to get them to farm sheep, probably, because we we've got too many of them. Uh, there's a rugby college in the Sutu which we set up. Even though I'd have thought the Saffurs would have been better at that than us. Um, and uh, a lot of like medical, I think quite a lot of medical and university students from the Sutu have uh, a lot. There's like links to to Trading. Wales, or they get scholarships to come to Wales and study. So yeah, it's like a proper nice partnership. To yeah, give a bit great. of
1: context, that picture is from a website called. Dolin. Dolin Cymru. Yeah. Yeah. which is a charity a cha- Yes,
2: a cha- yeah. charity organization. So, yeah. Oh yeah, if, actually I've got the name they have got the website. Um it's the So That's D-O-L-E-N, C-Y-M-R-U, dot .org. Uh, and if you want to donate and uh give it to a really good cause that helps communities. Um yeah, crack on.
3: Perfect. Excellent. I guess we should wrap it there then. Yeah. I've got a long history of Lesotho here, which is full of colonialism and...
1: It, let me guess, the British slaughtered
3: people. Actually, the British... So, well, the Dutch wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's they Basically, I'll, I'll do it very, very quickly. <laughs> um, the first conflict were with Dutch farmers. Um, they basically... They were dickheads. They were absolute ballbags, yeah. Um... So, and, they, and they
2: call us ugly.
3: <laughs> oh, the Dutch have done horrible stuff over there. Um, so once the conflicts with the Dutch started, um, back then it was called Basoto. don't um, oh know Basoto's sovereignty lay in close association with the British. So they kind of joined forces with the Brits to. They became a protectorate oh. of, yeah. of the crown. It's like um,
2: Basoto land, wasn't it? Basoto lands.
3: Uh, yes, Boto- Botoland, Botoland, Basotoland, one of the two fact check. Um, but within a year, the first British administrators began to arrive, um, and tried to kind of impose their own law and bring them
2: democracy. Oh, so you do it this way. Have you, have you tried this way? <laughs> yeah, we didn't like it. Have you tried this way?
0: <laughs> Try it this way.
2: <laughs> um,
3: but then the colonies uh, reserved a part of Basuto land for white settlements. Um, and then they demanded that all the natives surrender their firearms. Um, and it kicked off. And then it kicked off. Uh, within, I think it was within six months, um, Basutu chiefs started a rebellion. Um, the Cape forces were sent to put down the rebellion, um, but suffered he- heavy casualties because they the uh, Basutu people... Knew the land, they knew the mountains, and they um, had
2: they had loads of guns they'd nicked off the Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they
3: they made like homemade gunpowder because they weren't bringing gunpowder across the border, so it was really shit gunpowder. But they were still still fighting it. Um, then they the rebels relied primarily on guerrilla warfare, ambush, ambushing like isolated units. Um, but then yeah, they they kind of. Fought them off. After after a while, and then so they signed no, a peace treaty.
1: There's no real like, in the whole history of Lesotho. Lesotho, there's no real like conflict with South Africa. Ever, uh, well, I thought that that would have been like the reason why. I don't know. I don't know I
3: when mean, there were issues with the Boers, the Dutch colony, yeah. and um and the Brits clearly.
2: So um, I don't know when South Africa became a unified country.
3: No, but Lesotho only became Lesotho in '66. Oh, He's quite young, though. yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, there's a. Uh, I think he was the first king. His name was uh, Mishushu the First. He's got an amazing background, and he was an absolute badass. But that will be for Lesotho Part Two when we never get there.
2: Yeah. Well, just be Lasusu Two. But where are we off now? Okay. Up next,
3: we are going to. Belize, Belize, Central America, close enough. That's a Not cool one. South be America great. is Belize in South America? I think? It's I think right it's next
1: wrong. to uh, French Guiana, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it? South yeah, America, man. I think. Oh well, I'll learn more next week, surely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I actually like that. Uh, see you next week. See you next week in Belize. In Belize. Good- goodbye. Peace. It's that time again for the fact-checking falcon. Can you spend Lesotho loti money in Africa or vice versa? So rand is frequently found in Lesotho and often accepted as legal tender, but I couldn't find anything about spending Lesotho loti in South Africa. So no idea. Could dinosaurs live in snow? The Smithsonian said a bunch of dinosaurs thrived here, including small feathery predators and parrot-like oviraptors. These were found in South Australia where, back then, there would have been ice and snow in the three month long dark winters. And some dinosaurs might have even dug in to survive the harshest months. Paleontologists working in South Australia Strata have found burrow-like structures from the age of the Linanusaurus, and elsewhere, these structures actually contain small herbivorous dinosaurs. DINOSAUR FALCON! I made claims that Lesotho was named after the dinosaur that was found there. It was actually the other way around. The dinosaur was named after Lesotho, obviously. DINOSAUR FALCON! KAAA! So, by Kevin and Ed's standards, 4,000 years ago for a rock painting is very impressive. Um, it turns out the oldest cave paintings were actually between 43 and 65,000 years ago, which is around 20,000 years before humans arrived in Europe. In 2018, researchers announced the discovery of the oldest known cave paintings made by Neanderthals at least 64,000 years ago in Spain. Kaka! Consider your facts checked by the fact-checking Falcon. Kaka! See you next week.